Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the great opportunity that has been given to us to share the word. We pray that you guide us by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill us and lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Right. Are you glad to be here this morning? Okay. We are um, on our very last uh, point on humble yourself. Is that not so? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Bible is teaching us that we should not be puffed up. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. It says, It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife, and ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that has done this deed might be taken away from you. So you see in the Bible that a person can be puffed up, isn't it? Becoming big. Any kind of swelling is not a good thing usually. Is that not so? So we were studying on how you can be proud or how you can be puffed up. Number one is to be a Lucifer. All right, when you read the Bible, you see uh, Lucifer became so big that he was no more good for his position and God threw him out of heaven. Number two, the way you can be puffed up is to be a Vashti. Were you here last week we spoke about Vashti? I see that there are very few ladies in church today because of what I preached last week. Most of them didn't come back to church this week. They were not happy with my message. Well, I, I'm sorry about that, but I cannot change. I read it in the Bible. Number three, be a Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was somebody who was advised by the prophet, change your ways and be careful, otherwise there's going to be a problem. But Nebuchadnezzar did not listen and he was cut off. He had a dream. So one of the things you learn from Nebuchadnezzar is you've got to listen when the pastor warns. Because in Daniel chapter 4, you see a very clear example where he was warned in verse 24 he said wherefore O king let my counsel be acceptable unto thee break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor and if there may be a lengthening of thy tranquility amen so there again you see that uh, god tells us teaches us not to be too puffed up amen the next way that you can be puffed up is to become like Belshazzar. Belshazzar, the Bible says, he was so big, all right, and he drank wine he, whilst he was having a party. He was not just content to have the party, but he drank wine from the vessels of the house of the Lord. He desecrated the temple. Whilst he was doing that, a hand appeared on the wall 
and said, you are finished. Wow. And he was so frightened. The Bible says he drank wine. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and the gods of silver and the gods of brass and the gods of iron and of wood. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the handwriting appeared on the wall. Okay. Now, when you, when you become so big, okay, don't desecrate the vessels of the Lord. But he was having his party. He could have had his party and not have anything to do with the church. The church hadn't done anything bad to him. You're having your party. Have your party. You want to drink, fool around, fine. But whilst he was having the party, if you notice verse 2, all right, it says that whilst he was tasting the wine, he had an idea. Okay? He had an idea. He said, let us bring the golden and silver vessels which my father took from the temple. Okay? You know, it was, it was originally, it wasn't like he was having a party and the, the cutlery and the chair, the plates and so on that they were using were the temple ones. But whilst he was having the party and he, he got a bit drunk, then he had the idea that let's bring, let's bring the church vessels and use the church vessels. What a shock. Okay? And he then took it and he drank. Okay? And then they praised the gods of gold. Verse 3. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold. You know, you cannot just thank money and thank uh, all the things you have achieved. Okay? Praising the gods of gold, the gods of silver. You know, when you praise a God, you are saying, oh God, who gave me what I have? No, God is the one who gave you what you have. Not the gods of gold and the gods of silver and the gods of wood and the gods of brass and the gods of stone. But the Bible says they drank wine and praised the gods of gold and the gods of silver. You got to be careful. So today we don't have vessels in a temple. Like if you came to raid Lighthouse Chapel, you came to raid the Kodesh. There, there are no vessels to take away. The vessels are the ministers of the gospel. So you will notice that sometimes the people are having fun, then they want to use the church or want to, want to ridicule pastors. Do you understand? And, and all through the years, you see that people are never satisfied. They always want to bring in the church. Which, and the, the church's job is to preach the word and to do the work of God. We are not politicians. I am not MPP. I do not belong to MPP. I am not a supporter of MPP. And neither do I belong to NDC. I do not support NDC. I'm not a member of NDC. I will never be a member of any of the two. I have not, nothing that can make me join them. So let it be clear. But I cannot, you cannot make me only say good things about this or this. No, I'm not, I don't belong to them. Neither of them. I, I, who do I know? But if they want to force you to be, be whatever, when we speak the truth or the word of God, you know, people don't like it. Like, for instance, you talk about SJSS and SHS. Listen, when I did A level and O level, we never saw Apple. This week, I met about a couple of hundred students, all of them, and I asked them, how many of you did, I mean, they all did GSS and SHS. And I said, how many of you saw Apo? 
Everybody lifted their hand. They, some of you describe, oh, we even, we titrate. We do the practicals before. We have all the exam. How many of you have seen it before? Raise your hand. You, they're all in the church. You see all of all the people. So when you talk about a bogus exam, do you understand? Something that has no integrity and no value. Then what can, ask yourself, what kind of people are we producing? 100% all of them have they've seen, so I've seen the paper, done the exam, the questions, everything. But see, people don't like to know the truth. We talk about people giving contracts. You see that even singers are giving contracts to make roads. Somebody who is a singer, he's making a road. But just because he belongs to a particular party. Somebody who does not have anything to do with printing, he has contracts to print. So when you talk about giving contracts, it's, it's obvious knowledge. Everybody knows that contracts are given to people according to the party lines. But when you say something, then they ridicule you and you see they praise the gods of gold. And it's like you are having your, you are doing your politics, but then you want to bring the church in and insult the church and ridicule the church. But you've got to be careful. Because whilst they were doing that, the Bible says the finger rose up. They drank one. You, you think that the thing that gives you power is just money and whatever. Your power is very short-lived. Yeah. You've got to be careful. We, we don't belong to... We, don't be, we, are, we, are, we, be, we support Ghana. We love... If I did not love Ghana, I would not go around even all the... If, you see, a pastor cannot be a pastor unless he loves the people. If I, if I don't love the, my people, I can never be a real pastor. It is very difficult to do what we are doing unless you have love for the people. When I do crusade, I'm leading people to Christ. If I don't love the people, I can never do it. It's too, it's too difficult to pretend for a long time. It's like you are acting a film. Something, when actors are acting for just one and a half hours, can you imagine acting for years? Yeah. How can I act for so many years? What I love, I love, I love God and what God says. And we are speaking the truth. People don't want to hear anything that is true. Once you hear the truth and the truth looks funny, then you don't want to hear it. Then that person is evil to you. So you got to watch out. Those who feel they can just touch the church and get away. When the PNDC started this law 221 to register, that was the end of them. Then they started, their, their powers started getting finished and they were forced to become a democratic uh, government. They had to force and drop the P and become NDC. You know, some years ago, we had PNDC. Then one day they came up and they formed a new law, PNDC law 221, to register all churches. They were not going to accept all of us who were small. At that time, we were meeting in a classroom. They said, all oh, classroom churches and all these, they are not whatever. Coming to register, they forced us to bring, bring our members and they were coming to clamp down on the church. You see, you, ha- you have to be careful when you touch the church. Your powers will get finished. Your powers will get finished. Maybe they would have still, they would have still been in power today. Like Fidel Castro and so on. Because they were following those Cuban things. You touch the church, you should be careful. So those who, those who feel that you just play around, play around, but you've got to be careful. Over the years, I've watched Bishop Duncan Williams. You know, you see that a lot of people that are like, want to rubbish him and just put him aside. But you can't rubbish something that God has raised up. You've got to be careful when you are dealing with the church. Yeah. Your powers will finish, you'll be surprised. 
Amen. Okay. And journalists also who have made their made their mind to come and just use pastors. So Belshazzar, he was having fun. Have fun. Do what you want to do. Why are you bringing the church in? Be careful. The Bible says in verse 5, in the same hour, fingers of a man's hand came up and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. Amen. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote Hallelujah. Now the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed. Can you imagine this joint, this one, this big, everybody put your hand on this joint. This is the joint that got loosed. And then his knees smote. Can you imagine the knees going like that? And you see, normally when you are afraid, you may have some small shaking like this. But his own was like this. You'll be afraid. God will send fear into your room. And then you will see what is real fear. So watch out. Amen. Hallelujah. Number five. Be a Rehoboam. If you want to be proud. Rehoboam is a newly appointed pastor. Amen. Or a king. First Kings chapter 12. There was Rehoboam. All right. And what did Rehoboam was puffed up in, in um, first Kings chapter 12. All right. Verse six. King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived and said, how do you advise that I may answer these people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto these people, and will serve them, and answer, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old man, which the old man had given him. Amen. And uh, which stood before them. All right. And he consulted with the young men. Okay. Verse 12, verse 13. And the king answered the people roughly. And forsook the old man's counsel that they gave him. So you, you need one of the ways you can demonstrate pride and be puffed up is to forget about older people's advice. Amen. Older people's advice. Amen. How many know that there's always an older person? There are fathers and there are mothers. Amen. There are times that my mother calls me and tells me, uh, Things about that I shouldn't do. Do you understand? I, I, I listen to her. Amen. Because she's my mother. She may not be a pastor, but she's my mother. Amen. Or my uncle. Or my father. Recently, my uncle was rebuking me for something. So I, I, immediately, I immediately corrected what, something I should have done last year. I immediately corrected it and then did it this year. Amen. What do you think? Instead of arguing, just listen. Because the person is older and maybe there is a reason. When we used to have crusades, we would go to towns. We never, we never met with the chiefs or anything. 
We didn't meet the district chief executive, the municipality chief executive. We didn't meet any of them. But my mother-in-law, you know, my mother-in-law spoke about it. She said, no, when you go to this place, you have to see the people because you can't just come there. And she, she had met somebody who was complaining about that. Because of that, we changed our whole crusade. We can, we can spend one whole day doing only those things. It is because of an older person's advice. When I was consecrated as a bishop, Archbishop Dracamula called me and told me the way I had done it was not right and I should do it properly. I, I, I organized the whole thing again just because of what he said, although I didn't feel like doing it. So as you go along in life, you see that other people, they, they, may, they may call and say something, hey, this and that. You don't have to say, when, when somebody is older, he's in another generation. He's in another generation. I mean, his time is past. He said, we are whatever now. No, no. God will always send older people so that you will learn from what they know and add your new revelations to their old revelations. Amen. All the old, old people are old people are old people are blessings. Turn with me to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 19. Old people are blessings. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 23. What does it say? Leviticus chapter 19. Verse 32. Uh, get, get, do you have another version? We don't, we don't understand that version. Yeah. It says, you shall rise up before the gray-headed. Amen. When a gray person with gray hairs come, God has given gray hair to give an indication of your age. You shall rise up before the gray headed. Can you see the gray hairs in my head? You see that they are coming, isn't it? It's still black. But in his hair is totally white. Totally gray. But I still have black. But it's coming. So you see, he said, you shall rise. I'm, I'm facing back so that you see it properly. You shall rise up before the gray headed and honor the aged. Honor the aged, and you shall revere the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Amen. So, there will always be a blessing from the wisdom of the ancient and the old. Amen. Anybody who has been a president before should be honored and should, should be listened to. They will know a thing or two that we can all learn from. Isn't it true? So I was, I was, I was, I was very impressed during uh, President Muhammad's inauguration that both President Rawlings and President Kufo were honored. They were honored. We need to honor our fathers and those who are gray-headed. Amen. They know one or two things. No matter their mistakes, he didn't say you should honor the gray-headed who have done only good things. If you do that, you cannot honor your own father. Your own father, you despise him until ah, you die. And you become just like your father one day. All the bad things that you say your father did, you will see that you are doing exactly ABC. Is it not true? And you become just like your mother. Who you say was a Vashti. 
You say your mother is a classical Vashti. Even if you think that your mother is a classical Vashti, start praying for yourself. That you should not follow in that spirit. Amen. Then the next one was threatening and insulting. When, when you start threatening people and insulting, it shows that you feel proud. So don't threaten anybody. Even if you intend to sack them, sack them. But when you speak, it shows your confidence. Amen. First Kings chapter 12, verse 13. Now, Rehoboam began to insult and threaten the guys. Okay? Are you there? He said, and he spoke to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, my father made your yoke heavy and I will add to your yoke. He was threatening them. You, I will, you will see something. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Hey! Mercy. So when you tell someone, I'll whip you with scorpion, you will see. I mean, you are telling your new congregants and your new citizens, I would, I'm going to whip you with scorpions. You wait and see. Young boy, you've come into power. It shows arrogance. So what I'm saying to you is that when you threaten, don't threaten anybody. Don't threaten anybody. Rather, the first thing you should do when you come into power is to be grateful to God but you don't threaten people when President Obama was re-elected he said something that was quite humbling he said that he, he had learned a lot from the campaign and that he has also listened to the uh, the views of the other side because only, only about 50% people want Obama and the other 50% don't. You know, in most elections are like that now, half, half. Half of the people like you. Half of them don't want you in their hearts. Even though you are their leader, they don't want you. If they had a choice, they would not choose you. But he said something that, and I've, I'm listening, to, I've listened to what the others who didn't choose me said. Do you see? So you must, you, when, when you become a leader... Now, I found that humbling, even the lack of the parties. Do you see? It also shows a certain humility that oh, I've listened to because whichever the country, most of the country, except it's not really democratic. Usually, if it's democratic, it's about 50% choose you, half don't like you, half like you. But to say that I've, I've heard all the things the other, the other people said, it shows that you are not. But rather to say that my first four, four years, you thought it was her. It's now that you are going to smell pepper. No, 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 no. You cannot say that. Hallelujah. You have to reach out to them. That is what Rehoboam did not do. And what happened? He was then in big trouble. Amen. So what happened to Rehoboam? He lost. Everybody, after that speech, everybody left. Charlie? Charlie? Every man to his tent. And they all went away. And that was the end. Ten out of the twelve tribes left him. He was, became the governor of one small tribe. So it, for he fell from being a king of... It was like somebody who is the king of the whole of Ghana. 
and he becomes the king of only greater Accra. Everybody else is not following you again. That's what happened to Rehoboam. So when God blesses you and you have entered a powerful place, humble yourself by the side of the Lord. Don't threaten people. Don't show people that now that I have won, you will see. The, all those of you who are not belonging to me, it is now that your business will get finished. You will never get any printing to print. You will never print even a leaflet in Ghana again. Every exercise book will be printed by even people who are not printed. But you, the ones have seen your colors. You can never. No. Don't threaten. Rather, and don't insult. Have you noticed that on television you see people insulting? You see them insulting. You can insult pastors. Huh? <laughs> you can insult pastors and take them on and face them ah, because they own all the machinery. You can insult them through all the networks, television, media, internet. They'll be facing and insulting. Wow! <laughs> you feel powerful. And you don't know that your power is just about to get finished. Number six, if you want to lose, if you want to become proud, become a pharaoh. You see, these are all people who we shouldn't follow. Amen. How did Pharaoh become? He was advised. You remember the story. This guy went to see him again and again and again. Isn't it? Moses went to see him. Every time he said, who are you? The first question was, who are you? Delegations upon delegations upon delegations went to see him. Oh, you don't listen to delegations. Okay? So how to be a pharaoh? Number one, overconfidence that you will be successful. Now you will see this pattern in Gaddafi. Gaddafi was playing drafts. He, he, when they were fighting, if you remember, he started playing drafts and came on television and he was playing a game. Do you remember? Sergeant Doe. He was also a head of state. They came with an American ship. They said, go into the ship and go to America. You'll be free. No, 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 no. Bagbo was also there. They offered him, they offered him even joint power sharing, I mean, everything. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Saddam Hussein was offered to come out of Iraq. Do you see? Do you remember? Kofi Annan even went there just before the Gulf of Kofi Annan went to talk to him. No, 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 no. All these are symptoms you see the people are very big okay so you can see all the steps there so number one you feel you'll be successful number two refusing to consider options other options when you don't consider other options you are being a pharaoh because moses was saying look but people want to go and worship just consider this as an option no 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 more options wow number three not recognizing a change in the season you see there's a change in the season sometimes in your business in the politics 
in the church. You have to recognize, if you don't recognize a change in the season, it shows that you are too big. Because sometimes the season has changed. The season has changed and you are not so popular anymore. People don't like you anymore. You think they will fight for you, but they will not fight for you. They will not fight for you. They may, they may run away. I say, think Sajendo, Bagbo, Saddam Hussein, uh, Gaddafi, all similar patterns of people offering. Look, come this way. Try this. Come here. Look, there can be this. You'll be in Paris. You'll be here. No, no, no. Number four, refusing advice. Moses was advising him, look, your thing has turned to blood. I let my people go. No. Can't you see your cattle have destroyed? No. Even his own advisor said, let the people go. No. Forget it. Watch out for people who don't listen to advice. Everybody is advising you. Hey. But you always say, you don't understand. You don't understand. Huh? My husband is not as you think he is. So, huh? You don't understand. My husband is not on you. Look, you see, you, you don't know what, uh, you don't know what I've experienced. Uh, you see, Bishop, in my case, it's different. You see, you don't understand. Every day you don't understand. Whenever you talk to somebody who is always saying you don't understand, you don't understand. That person is stubborn. It is the, it is the song of a stubborn person is to say you don't understand. It's the song of a stubborn person. Number five, refusing a different position. Why don't you sometimes take a different position? Maybe if you were to take a different position, maybe things may, may have worked out better for you. Number six, fighting. Sometimes the fighting, when you are fighting and quarreling, is a sign of a prime. All the people I've mentioned, you can see. Number eight, number seven, refusing delegations and negotiations. Refuse delegations, advice about your life, about your marriage. People are discussing, you are seeing one after Moses, after Moses, after. They, they came about ten, ten delegations from Moses. Still, no change. Meetings, delegations upon delegations, discussions. No change. Hardness and unyielding. Number 11 or number 10. Assuming that you are as strong as you have ever been. But in Judges chapter 16, the Bible says, Samson was there and the Bible says, and they said, she said, the Philistines be upon thee. And Samson woke up out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Amen. Number 12 or 11. Any number, you, you can choose your number. Assuming that your past victories that you've won means that you will win this time. No. You can't assume because it has always worked out. Sometimes you see people are driving very fast because you've gone to Takradi and come 100 times. You've been to Winneba and come 100 times. Oh, I always go and come. I always go and come. I go to Kumasi and come. I go to Kumasi and come. I go to Kumasi and come. Then you sit in the car with an arrogance that my past victory are guaranteed for my victory today. But no, it's by the grace of God that is working today. Not that because I've gone and come, I've gone and come, I've gone and come. By all means, I will go and come this time. No, it's not the way to think. You have to think God can take me this time. Amen. When you sit on a plane, you sit on a car, sit on a bus, by the mercy, by the grace, you pray, 
God will help me. It's not that I have done it in the past. Yes, Gaddafi has been there. When you, I've been to Libya before. When I went there, I tell you, you see that he was in power, strong. Hey, green, his picture was everywhere. When I went there, they told me there are three things we don't have in Libya. I said, hey, what are the three things? Said, number one, we don't have Americans here. Ah, number two, we don't have Jews here. Ah, number three, we don't have Christians here. I said, these three, we don't have them in Libya. Wow. Samson said, I will rise and shake myself as I used to, but it didn't work. Never admitting that you are wrong. Pharaoh never admitted, even when his armies were buried in the water, still he wanted to fight again. He was so hardened. Watch out for people who never accept it. I mean, you argue and argue and argue that you cannot be wrong. You can be wrong and we are, we are all wrong. <laughs> Many times we are wrong. Thank God. That God is teaching us humility this year. Amen. The next one, number seven. And the last one, Korah. Korah was puffed up. He gathered in Numbers chapter 16 before Israel, before Moses. And he spoke to Moses. And he said, who are you, Moses? In verse 3 of Numbers 16. Who are you? Who are you? Like pastor, and so what? You are taking too much. The whole congregation is holy. Eh? Are you the only holy one? All right, and the Bible says he was an honorable man. So Korah is another person you must not become. He was cast into the ground and he disappeared. In verse 32 of Numbers 16, the Bible says, The earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appertained unto Korah and all their goods. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, you see that Korah was taught that because you are a big man in society, you are also a big man in the church. But I want to tell you, the fact that you are a big man in society doesn't mean that you are a big man in the church. Amen. You may be Mr. Millionaire. But when you come to the house of God, you are, you are just a human being. We honor you and we respect you. We may even know your name, but just be humble. Just be an ordinary person. You don't have to be a small. You don't have to mention your name. Amen. Amen. Bigness doesn't mean you can start rebuking pastors and correcting people. I mean, I, I've had members in the church correcting me when I finish preaching. They tell me, look, last week you started on this point. So, don't summarize again. It's too much. Just get on with it. I had someone tell me, just get on with the next point. I've had all that in the church. Do you understand? But sometimes you are too big in the church. You feel you know everything. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do? Why don't we air condition the church? Why don't we do this? Why, are you the leader of the church? You too, are you the leader of the church? Who wants to know your opinion? We are not interested in your opinion. You can go to somewhere where we have the democracy. We don't have democracy in the church. Who do you think you are? Just because you are big, you are big in society. It doesn't mean you are big in the church. No. Look at verse 2. They rose up before Moses. They rose up before Moses, verse 2. Certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the, of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. Men of renown. You see, like they were big shots in town. Oh, you're, big, you're big in town. Doesn't mean that you should come and start, start rebuking the pastor. Look at the street. Then he started rebuking the pastor. 
And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto him, You are taking too much upon you. Ah, what, I mean, why? Why? You see, the whole congregation is holy. You are not the only one who is holy. Huh? Why do you lift yourself up? Why do you make yourself so big? Look at what, what car is this? What, what house is this? Why, why, why are you so big? Oh, I will say you are the only one who should sit on this chair. We shall also sit there. Oh, we, we have all this in the church. The church is not run by age. When you go to the hospital, you may meet a doctor who can be your son. Or a doctor who, a doctor who can be your son or your grandson. And the person will be looking at you. It's not by age. Say, you know, how old are you? Ah, you can be my son. I will not let you look after me. No. We don't go by age in the hospital. We go by the expertise of the person. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, these are how you can become puffed up. Example of Vashti, Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, Rehoboam, who was threatening, threatening, Korah. All these characters, they are the characters we must learn, we must learn about because it's, we easily become like that. I can easily be a Rehoboam. I can easily be Vashti. I'm a man, but I can be Vashti. I can easily be Belshazzar. I can, I can take the vessels and start misusing them. Yeah. Everything applies to me. It's not, it's not a message for you. It's a message for us. Tell somebody it's a message for us. God is helping us. All of us. All of us. And when you allow God to help you, God will bless you. Amen. Shake your neighbor and say, are you Bel- 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 Belshazzar? Are you Vashti? Who are you? Are you the Korah? Are you the big man in the church? Coming to correct the sermons. Coming to correct the pastor's preachings. How many have heard people correcting the preaching before in the church? Yeah. You sit at the back making comments. My own daughter was in the church, sitting at the back there. Then somebody would turn to my daughter and say, your father is MPP, eh? Yeah. And my daughter said, my father is not MPP. Anybody who knows me, I'm not, I'm, who do I know in MPP? Who do I know in MPP? Your father is MPP, eh? Or I say something that goes against what, what, what you are, whatever. And you, you, you don't like it. You are sitting there correcting, saying things in the church. He shouldn't say this, he shouldn't say this. Be a pastor. Be a pastor before you say what. It's not your duty to tell me what to preach. When did you become a, a, a consultant for, for preachers? Telling us what, what to do. Either you stay in the church humble and be a sheep. Or we, you, are, you are too big for us. There are so many churches you can go and join them. Where the pastor may listen to you and what you tell him after church. Say, come here. Come, come. You pull, pull him with your fingers. Say, come. One day I preached at a wedding. When I finished preaching, there was an, a man, 80 years old. He, he used his finger to call me. He said, come here, young man, come. I'm the officiating. I officiated his uh, family wedding of his relatives. He said, come here. Then he stood at me, looked at me in the face. He said, let me tell you something. He said, I am not born again. He said, I'm an Anglican. And I want you to know that I will never be born again. Because I had preached about being born again. He said, and I want you to know that I will never change. He said, come here. I said, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Such a person is too big for my church. So if after church you want to say, come here, bishop, come here. 
Let me tell you something. Contracts are not shared like granites. Eh? We don't share contracts in the church, as MPP and NDC. You know very well that no contract is shared as granite or contract is shared. As. I also know that. I must be intelligent enough to go to medical school. Eh? A time when there was only 50 people go to medical school in Ghana in a year. I was one of the, I was the first in the first five, the fifth person in the whole country. I must have some, something up there apart from water. And you, you've decided to insult me. <laughs> there must be something in my head apart from water. Why don't you check your own education? Remember, you couldn't get admission to university. Check it out and see. As you are insulting me. No, be careful. This is a church where we speak the truth. If I have children and we have children in the church and you see that everybody is going a certain way, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't speak. If you are rigging the election, we shouldn't say if you rig it. We don't know if you rig. We are watching to see if it has been rigged. We are all Ghanaians. We have to speak the truth. You can't tell me what I should. I should preach positive messages for your, your party. I want to join. You hear me say I've joined. Ah. The fact that you are an important person doesn't mean you can come to the church and start telling her, come here. By the way, the guy who told me that he'll never be born again, 10 years later, he came for another wedding. So when he came, Bishop Happy whispered to me, I will never be born again, he's here. <laughs> I will never change, has come to church again. So when I saw him, I said, no problem. I'm going to preach again. I think he must have been about 90. When I did the altar call, I said, If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand. Do you know who lifted up his hand? I will never be born again. He lifted up his hand. I will never be born again. He lifted up his hand. Because the first time he came, he didn't like what I preached that you must be born again. I don't know whether this, 10 years later I was preaching more mature or more anointing or, or maybe he was more humble. I don't know what happened, but that day he got, he prayed, he prayed out. See, was it in this, the Kodesh or it was there? It was, it was there. His grandson or great-grandson was getting married. He lifted up his hand like that. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for, I give my life to you. Have mercy on me today. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. And from today, I'm born again. I said the born again one to emphasize it. And from today, I'm born again. And I said, wow. I will never be born again. Has been born again today. If I had listened to his, him, then I will never preach about being born again again. And 10 years later, he's come and said, look, what you are saying, I, I'll be born again, please. I'm about, and he's dead now. I just heard that he's died. Yeah. I, ho I hope he's in heaven. Amen. Huh? Wow. One day, somebody had a diagnosis that she was going to die. So I was sitting with her, and I asked her a question. I said, have I been a good pastor to you? 
Because when death is right there, you realize that this is life and death. I ask, have I been a good pastor to you? Have I told you the truth? Because now you are looking at the gates of heaven and hell. Wow. And she said, you've been a good pastor. You told me the truth. You should always pray for us that we would rather speak the truth. Not any slanted whatever. Pray for us. Because in the day, in the day that you, you approach heaven or eternity, that is when you realize that, ah, thank God my pastor was telling me the truth. He was not telling me things that are just nice to hear. No. Some of the things you hear in church will not be nice for you. But it's good for you. And what I preach about Vashti, it's very good message. How can you say you won't come to church because I preach about Vashti? And I'm preaching and you are the Vashti. Have I mentioned your name that you are Vashti? All of us can be Vashti. Even brothers can be Vashtis. Brother Va. It sounds like an ever name. Brother Va. Be humble in the church. Your, your bishop is MPP or is NDC. Today I'm MPP. Next time I'm, when I say something good, then I'm NDC. When I say something bad, then I'm MPP. Hey, am I a chameleon? Changing colors during the message. No. We need the church to speak the truth. And let us be humble. And just flow. Amen. God is going to bless us. This is a year of going higher through humility. Humility. Everybody say humility. Humility. Humility in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Hallelujah. Wow. Pharaoh. Mercy. Let us bow down our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity today. Forgive us for our sins. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just put your hand on your heart and pray that God will take away every spirit of Pharaoh, spirit of Rehoboam, spirit of uh, insulting Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar, every evil power of the devil in your life. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing and your healing today. In Jesus' name, amen. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, please help me to know God today. I want Jesus Christ to come into my heart, into my life. Make me a new person. If you are here like that, lift your right hand high. Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to know Jesus. I want to be born again. You are not too big to change. You can change today. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see all your hands. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life. Lift your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hand, come to me. Come to me here. I'm waiting for you in the front. Just come. Come from where you are standing. Come from the back. Pastor, pray with me. Just, just come all the way quickly. Wow. Encourage them with your clap. I will be born again. I will change. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Close your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. I accept Jesus 
as my savior as my lord have mercy on me from today i give my life to god say from today everybody join me from today i open my heart i receive jesus as my savior from today i'm born again i will follow jesus christ thank you lord for saving me in jesus name amen god bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.